On today's episode of Titus and Tate, it is with a heavy heart that I report that I not only watched a G League Ignite game, Tate, mm. I watched a preseason G League Ignite game. Same. And uh, and I uh, feel dirty. And I enjoyed it. You liked it. Yeah, I that's liked what. It. I, that's how yeah. I feel too. I yeah. enjoyed it. I had fun. <laughs> but the the fallout of us having fun, there is no bounds because the NBA powers that be this is what they wanted this is what they wanted from college basketball guys to admit this and it, yeah. it feels feels shallow of me but i did enjoy it a little bit folks the the war on college basketball is at our doorstep mm-hmm. and um i don't know for a moment in time i thought about switching sides i did yeah yeah because <laughs> uh victor Wimban, how do you say his name <laughs> to the victors go the spoils that's what we were victor thinking yama and Scoot Henderson mm-hmm. uh, played each other on Tuesday night. Great names. They played each other. They're playing right now. We're recording this as the second game is uh, is underway. Um, and it has it, Victor Wimbenyama has has sent shockwaves through the basketball world. It's got people asking, "Has science gone too far?" I say yes. I have a lot of thoughts on this man. Um, Scoot Henderson, I, I I freaking love him. I love him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's Team USA. Like we needed someone on the front lines fighting the battle for us. Scoot Henderson is that man. Uh, but that's that's where we find ourselves, Tate. As as the calendar has turned to October, uh, I'm I'm suddenly watching G League Ignite games and some French team, the Mets. Were they the Mets? They were the Mets. Yeah, the Mets. Yes, are the Mets not are the back. New, not are the, the New Mets York back? Mets. <laughs> Fortunately for them. Um. So we're gonna talk about uh, Wimban Yama thoughts, Scoot Henderson thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um. Because boy, do we have him. Also, John Calipari. I don't know if you missed this, folks. John Calipari has officially announced his retirement. Wait, what? Wait, yes, it's true. Uh-huh. Uh, the the contracts have been signed between Gonzaga and Kentucky. The University of Kentucky is going to, as we know, play a, a true road game at Gonzaga's Not Arena, yeah, Spokane Arena this year. Mm-hmm. Um, true road game though. Check the schedule. It says true road game. Then they're going to play at Rupp next year, Tate. Then then they're going to a neutral site in Seattle. Then they're going to a neutral site in Nashville. Yes. Then they're playing in Rupp again. This is all under okay. this, this is all in the contract they, they signed yes. with Gonzaga. And then finally, in 2027, the University of Kentucky Wildcats will be playing the Gonzaga Bulldogs in the kennel in 2027. So, ipso facto, John Calipari basically announced to everybody, I will not be the coach of Kentucky. In Start your clocks now. The countdown is on. We're about five years away from Kentucky having a new head coach. Who will it be? Mark Pope is a yeah. name that I've heard out there. But yep. like you said, it, the end is near. A lifetime contract comes to an end yep. while a life is still going on. Yeah, sadly, that means John Calipari is going to die. Because <laughs> that's how lifetime We're in the diehard building, you know what I mean? yippee ki Calipari. Also, we got to talk about uh, Draymond Green and Swaggy Pool getting into a fight at practice. Allegedly. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. This goes Not all, fighting. Dude, this goes all the way to the top. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, one thing I know is that the official narrative putting that's been uh, uh, presented to us, not true. Not Never accurate. true. Not actually what No happened. matter what media you prescribe to, whether it be, you know, the new, the old, mm-hmm. it's all a lie. It, I, I, <laughs> my, my BS detectors are going off, and I'm going to explain to everybody what actually happened at this yeah. practice, th- this quote-unquote fight. Uh, also, we might read some dirty laundry emails. We'll see. We'll see what, what Jim wants us to get more people sending in stories. He loves to read these stories. So Tate at gmail.com, dirty yeah. laundry. But I think we got a couple we're going to read. We today. got some so, good ones uh, today, but just keep sending them in. We we'll, love read, them. we'll read those. Uh, all that coming up, but first, Woody Durham. All right, let's start with uh, Wimbenyama and uh, 
uh, Scoot Henderson Tate. As I said, the war the war on college basketball is at our doorstep. Uh, this is this is a threat unlike anything we've ever seen before. Um, we some of these threats on college basketball are familiar to us. Uh, the the G League is certainly nothing new. So like the Scoot yeah. Henderson part of it, whatever. Um, even I guess like in in some ways the the guys who who play overseas. Um, they're not really a threat because, like, for the longest time, like the, this is what happened with Luca, where Luca was uh, not a surefire number one pick, even though a lot of people said he was, but he wasn't because no one really watched him. And there's a debate about all this. Yeah. But now we've moved into an era in 2022 where now the overseas guys get all the shine that mm-hmm. they need. And if you're if you're a guy like Victor, Wint, you can't fly under the radar, basically. Yeah. If you're if you're a French dude, who's there are no four, hidden gyms. There's out no there. such thing as a yeah. hidden gym anymore. Um. And now, now, what now, now they're open gyms. Yeah, and people yeah. go there and watch them with all the agents. And uh, the attack on college basketball is now coming from all sides, basically. Like the days of Brandon Jennings going overseas and RJ Hampton going overseas, Lamelo. Yeah, and you're like, Terrence all right, well, Ferguson. we're just never going to see those yeah. guys again. Check back in when you guys are are coming to the NBA. Um, those days are over because uh, a, a preseason, as I said, this wasn't even a regular season, real life thing. Uh, the 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 Mets? Is that what we call them? The 92 Let's call them Mets? The Mets. The yeah. 90, were Let's the 92 call... Mets good? <laughs> I think they finished uh, third in the AL East. Top of my head. 92. Check it out. <laughs> where, where do they finish in the, in the NL East? 92 Mets finished fifth in the NL East. NL East. Yeah. I mean, there you go. 92 Mets. Not actually that <laughs> not good. Not very good. So maybe um, this is a referendum on that. Um. So uh, th- this wasn't... They, they, they weren't even playing by their rules. They are playing by the G League rules. Wayne Banyama has to learn the new rules on the fly. Their coach, the French coach of of the Mets, basically said before the game, they asked him what his thoughts were about the game. He said, "I don't even know the rules that we're going to be playing, really. So we'll see how we'll see." So he was already playing. He's played a different sport at this point. So that also adds to my fascination with Victor. You know what I mean? I'm just going to call him Victor, like one name. <laughs> but I, I was impressed that he played a totally different sport and looked so good. Yeah, can we can we say it? Like, uh, I I don't know, man. I'm fine saying it. I'm fine saying it. They're very good. Both of these guys are very, very, very good. good. Impressed <laughs> very me. Good. Both of them impressed me, and I came in with hater goggles. You know what I mean? I came into this game saying, I, <laughs> I know one of them is going to be softer than the other. And it turns out both of them took it very personally yeah. and also showed some, shall we say, grit. You know what I mean? Scoot Henderson, that guy was like, I don't care if he's number one, I'm number one. And I really uh-huh. like that attitude, and he played that and way. And what did Wynn Yama say that uh, – he would be number one if, if he I wasn't, wasn't born. If I wasn't born, yeah, but I was, uh, which so is the I'm greatest backhand compliment we've ever heard in basketball. Um, the the tanking season has already begun. In the day. That's the <laughs> that's the other thing I learned was uh right after that game ended, it, it that that seemed to be what everyone was talking about was like if if you're a team in the NBA that sucks, um, say the Oklahoma City Thunder, yeah, probably not going to be very good this year, yeah. Uh, say I don't know the Lakers, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from what I've seen, you're right. Yeah, my God. I can't believe it's happening. Where's the again. Lakers tank? Don't you feel like you're in deja vu with the Lakers? That's why yeah. they won't trade the picks. They're like, we were actually tanking. Uh, but tanking season is already here, and that's that's fun. Who doesn't love that? Who doesn't love an NBA season hasn't even started yet, and already the discussions are like, should we all race to the bottom? Yeah, yeah that's where I'm headed. I'll yeah. meet you there. <laughs> I have a question. There's about like five this. teams now, I guess, that are going to try to win the title, and the rest are yeah. Well, you going and I are always the ones to look at the NBA propaganda and say, "Wait a second, I I have to think about what we're doing here." I remember a time. This is pre-pandemic, 2019. So obviously, it's a long time ago. But I remember a time in 2019, the NBA said. There will be no more tanking. There will be no more yeah. processing. And now the three worst teams had the same odds, 14%, to get the number one pick. Yeah. And now what's happened with this whole race to the bottom conversation is that these teams with their analytic departments are saying, you know what? 
if we actually have a 28% chance because we could get Scoot or Victor. Yeah, so, yeah so exactly. It's exactly. So actually a good race. It's to still worth it. And you know what? <laughs> Even if we don't get them and we end up with someone else. Amen Thompson or whoever Yeah, it is. we're still going to suck. Uh-huh. And then we can just do it again next year. Yeah. And we can just suck forever until we... Get moved to Seattle. We, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. That's a fun league, dude. Love that league. What, <laughs> yeah, a, what an awesome yeah, league yeah. that that... Uh, but that's how it works. Um, by the way, shout out to, to Oklahoma City for, uh, uh, we called that the second it happened, where Chet Holmgren gets hurt and they declare him out for the year. Yeah. And you're like, you're not even going to try? You're not even going to try to get him, bring him back at all at any point. They're like, no, he's out for the year. Well, it's also like, like has, he even, has he even had x-rays or MRIs? They're like, no, but he's out for the year. They also talked to Chet, like he did it his first interview and they asked him about being in training camp, being hurt. And he was like, I'll be honest with you, when it happened, I didn't think it was a serious injury. And that's because <laughs> I don't think it is. They were just like, no, <laughs> we got a serious idea. You said it out, we're gonna out. get Victor. We're gonna have you and Victor, <laughs> the uh, twin towers. They're the, gonna be the, tall the, and lanky and make it happen. The dual unicorns. Uh, th- this is the the NBA media have painted themselves into a corner with the unicorn talk. It's a, it's a it's a boy who cried wolf situation. What happens when the whole league is unicorn? Yes. Yeah. When when every single prospect that comes out is a unicorn, mm-hmm. and then you have a guy who's seven foot four that can do it all. That's hitting step back threes. Yeah. That uh, you a know, real moves, unicorn. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, what word do you use to describe him? Mm. And you got to start going into the folklore dictionary for or the, and you're the too thesaurus deep. for real. You're too yeah, you gotta, you're, you're bringing out things that no one's ever heard of on a general level. <laughs> when you're going deeper than Greek mythology, people are like, <laughs> yeah. can't keep up. Unicorn was I what saw it was. Uh, LeBron said that uh, he kind of said the same thing. He's like, everyone's a unicorn now. So I guess Victor's an alien is what he said. Oh, he did say yeah, that. Yeah, he said that. Which no, I don't know not, if that's. I don't think. I don't think that you, helps we, because we, Michael Jordan they called an alien. You know what I mean? I feel like we are. I thought we already left alien in the past. Are we going back to alien? Is this how this works? <laughs> Everything comes back in style. We need a. We we need a. Uh, yeah. We maybe that's that's a new segment that you and I can do is a, mm. a hierarchy of mythical creatures. Yes. To understand. The difference between Chris Tapps, Porzingis, and Victor Wimpy. Right. <laughs> I, I have been shocked that like a lot of people, because of how Chris Tapps, Porzingis' career has turned out. Sorry, Jim, don't listen to this earmuffs. Because it didn't turn out the way that people thought. It's not we, over yet, first we, of all. First well, of all, there's right. still time. You're right. Okay. He's on the Wizards. There if you he go. Can, I like yeah, Rory Hachimura. Yeah. I like Bradley Bill. If he can put it all together. They can get in the playing <laughs> game. I think they could get in the playing game. But I think that we are like not we're jumping the gun a little bit to say that we've never seen someone at seven two plus move fluidly because yeah. Chris Tops does, Ralph yeah. Sampson does, but I will say Victor's a little bit different. He's he's a little, de- but but is it the two inches? You know, because he they're saying he's seven four. Some people are saying 7'5". I don't think he's seven four. Can I, I say that? What do you? Think? I I don't think he's a I I he, he's seven three and a half at at best. Okay, at best. Okay. He's not seven four. See, Maybe think, with shoes, but like he's yeah. not. Embiid seven see a, two. Yeah, I seven, don't see seven four. When I you see. think he's taller than Embiid? That's what I want to see. I want to see him stand <laughs> next to Embiid, and then I'll tell you how tall he is. <laughs> <laughs> All the guys you lie. Yell me. Yeah, stand yeah. next to him back to back, and I'll tell you how tall he is. Every guy in the NBA lies about his height. Uh, anyway, so except um, for Kevin Durant, who lies down. He lies I mean? down. He's like I'm six ten. They're like, no, you're not. Yeah. Um, yeah, how uh, what? Yeah, how how tall? Who who actually is? Yeah, that's a great. Yao point. Ming need, is seven six, right? That that's like what we know. We know Yao Ming is seven yeah. five, seven six. Okay, Shaq's like Yao Ming's a big boy. I can confirm. I I saw Yao Ming in in, in Vegas Summer League in twenty nineteen when uh your Charlotte Hornets lost to the uh, uh well we the Chinese threw, national we team. Threw, my Charlotte Hornets threw that game for diplomacy. That's right. You said people, that. People yeah. forget this, but um, Yao Ming said he lost an inch in his old age. He said he's lost an inch. So. If if Wimbanyama stands next to him and is still shorter than Yao Ming, then he's seven three. Okay. 
That's really this the changes test. everything. Really the test. This changes everything. Um, <laughs> the other, the other. So there, I, I saw like two big conversations happening after their first game. Okay. Uh, one was tanking has already begun. Like yes. all these teams, race if, to the bottom. Race to the bottom. That, if, that is if you're phrase. not one of the four or five teams that has a realistic shot of winning a title, and you are actually trying to win games, what are you doing? Yeah. Um. So you're an idiot. I I heard that and I thought to myself. That means the all I know is that Benedict Mathurin's going to be awesome. He's going to be too good for the Pacers, and the Pacers okay. are going to like get the eighth pick this year because they win too many games because they're too like I don't know that that frustrated me out of the gate. I was just like, oh great, so that means that mm-hmm. I, I watched these two guys. Meanwhile, my Charlotte Hornets again, they're going to suck ass. Well, yeah, they signed Leangelo Ball, and they said, you know what, race the bottom. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you there. Michael Jordan <laughs> said, one last swing, baby, before I sell this team. <laughs> They're going to be terrible. The Pacers are like... We've we, had Tony Parker. We've had Nick Batum. We love the French. We love the French. <laughs> um, so it's the race to the bottom. But also, Tate, have these guys, through one preseason game, mm-hmm. um, played in Las Vegas yeah. with zero stakes, zero environment. The uh, the you, you could hear Kevin O'Connor on the microphone in the background laughing, telling jokes to whoever... To John Hollinger, I think he was sitting by. Yeah. Uh, it was... That was how dead this environment was. A meaningless stakes basketball game. Uh, did these guys show enough in that environment to shut it down? Is this? Are you hitting the John Taffer shut it down button and you're yelling at both of these guys if you play another minute of basketball? Because I think today, right right as we sat down to record... Yeah, they, they, the game was going on right now. They, yeah. they uh, Scoot came out in the... Um, like was, was hedging a, a ball screen. It was and a knee knocker. Knees. Yeah, we with had a knee Victor. knocker with Victor. Yeah. And now you're asking yourself, should these guys just pull the Michael Porter, shut it down, mm-hmm. not play the rest of the season, opt out, and uh, see where that takes them? Because I think I think that that's the move. I think that's uh, I, I think they're both good enough. That that's where we've arrived too. That's how we should talk about prospects mm-hmm. now. Is like, is he good enough to shut it down? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm gonna put on my Captain Hindsight cape right now and say that if I was Scoot Henderson's agent, he would have shut it down after the last game. He would not have played today. There's no doubt about that. Um, it's it's dumb that he did play, right, Captain Hindsight? This is what you gotta say. I yeah. also saw that uh, Victor's agent. Uh, went on the broadcast today before I came to the studio and they asked him about Victor shutting it down. And he said, he said, as an agent would say, he said, I tried to talk to Victor about shutting it down. And he said, no, if there's a game going on, he's going to play in it. So that was like, I don't like it. That guarantees, you know, for the love of the game. Now Victor's definitely going to be the number one pick. Yeah, but but that's, that's a guy that doesn't understand how modern basketball works. Mm -hmm. The, 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 the key to being a great basketball player as Michael not, Porter Jr. taught it's us. It's to not play basketball. Yes. Kawhi Leonard is taught us that. Ben Simmons. Ben Kyrie Simmons Irving. taught us that. Yes. Mm-hmm. If let, your, let your legend grow yes. while you don't play. Sit out. Mm-hmm. Then when the haters start pointing out that you're, you, boy, he sat out a long time. Michael Beasley. He yes. sat out a long time. Yeah. He's like, I'm too good for this. I'm Zion. Too- <laughs> Zion Williamson. <laughs> um, when the haters start pointing out that you sat out a long time. Then uh, you just talk about how persecuted you are and yes. how this is unfair treatment. And of like, yeah. And then and then you win everybody back. And then you and then yeah. And then people what, are like it was yeah. unfair. What that Billy did to Ben Simmons was actually wrong. That is true. And you're like, wait a second. What did it, what did they do to him again? Hold on. Yeah. They they asked him to play in the playoffs. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then if I you know how come at my job when I give half ass effort uh-huh. uh, when I'm working in my cubicle. Uh, everyone thinks that that's okay. Yeah, that I I don't you know. Well, Todd, I don't. They I don't. don't, kill, they don't yeah. I don't kill myself for corporate America. But when when Kyrie Irving does it, he's a bad guy, and it's like, mm. yeah, I I, I think he might. Yeah, might, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it's, there might be it's, a difference it's adding there. Up. There's some math to it. I will say, uh, 
There was a lot of propaganda going on when we talk about the Ignite team, right? I don't know if the people at home, we, we don't cover the G League as much on this show, as we pointed out. but they that's, have their Jim, own, that's Jim's corner. It's, that's it's Jim's, Jim's corner. Yeah, well, yeah. It's Jim class. But they have their own arena. Um, and I've spent time in Henderson, Nevada. You have as well. We, we've done shows in Henderson. But they built a full-on Ignite, G League Ignite stadium in Henderson, Nevada, which is where the Raiders are. They got their whole thing last Did night. Did they really? Yeah. That's where they were playing that? That's where they were playing, in the Ignite arena that they have built for them. That they <laughs> like This is the NBA at an all-time level. The entire Half of the broadcast was promoting the G League Ignite as the best path um, you know, for anybody in basketball. If you don't go to the G League Ignite, you're an idiot. But then at the same time, as you pointed out, if everyone that's really good going to shut it down, what happens with the G League Ignite? It's just five guys that shut it down. Like shut they're, it down. They're starting the five. <laughs> they're starting five is all the top five picks, but they've all shut it down. <laughs> and then it's just like 10-year G League vets playing behind them. It's so weird that basketball— Shabazz Napier is actually the point guard of G League Ignite because Scoot Henderson has shut it down. Dude, it's so weird. The NBA's ratings aren't great. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, what, what's going on here? But <laughs> watching that game last night, I, I felt like, one, I was getting marketed uh, off the charts, and it was all G League at night. But then I remembered, as I'm watching this game, Victor Wimbanyama plays on the Mets. He yeah. doesn't play on the G League at night team, but if you watch that but broadcast, somehow, it yeah. was like incepted in your mind that he did. So. I had I was aware of what was happening. Do you think this if if this was uh, Arizona and Gonzaga playing in a quote unquote secret scrimmage that was actually for some reason on television? Yeah, um, which all, could happen at this yeah, point. Yeah, they announced secret scrimmages. All the secret scrimmages. Like Carolina put like a, a graphic like secret scrimmage versus Rutgers. I'm like, is it is it a secret huh? scrimmage now? Um, yeah, if this if this was Arizona Gonzaga and Wimbenyama is Gonzaga's new mm-hmm. foreign toy that they you know Gonzaga loves those love those love those Tommy uh, Lloyd loves them too I know yeah it's true maybe could be maybe, on either team could really. be on either team Scoot Henderson's on Arizona they're playing a, a meaningless preseason game um, do you think people are foaming at the mouth coming out of that yes you still think so okay that makes me feel better I think they're still foaming at the mouth because of the talent of those two guys which goes back to what we said at the start of this which is. They are very, very impressive, and it's kind of like what we saw last year when Chet played Paolo. You know, it was like, okay, That's well, true. those are the those are the top two picks, and those two guys played obviously in college, but these two guys aren't going to play in college, which is a you know a bit of a, a win, so to speak, for the NBA. You know, Illuminati, right? They're yeah. very happy that the Ignite and the Mets are the two teams that we're going to have to talk about with the top two picks. Um, yeah, that, you're right. Paolo and, and Chet were. When they, One played, two. when they were played, when they played, people were excited about that. Yeah. Zion, people were excited about Zion too. I will say, people like were when, they, when about they, Zion. that first game against Kentucky when Duke mm-hmm. went bananas, Champions I think there classic. was like a yeah. And the um, funny part about that team was that Zion was playing against his teammate. He's playing against RJ. Like the top two picks were. That's true. RJ that's true. That's true. That's true. And then Jack White was like, "I'm pick number three, baby. Watch this, yeah. I'm like, Jack. Come on, Coach K's like, pass it to thirty, speed it up." <laughs> um, who do you like better of the two guys? Yeah, I, uh, I actually, I, I mean, obviously, if you're a GM, there's no way you don't take Victor number one. But I actually really liked Scoot Henderson, and I liked his comps. I liked that Derrick Rose was the comp because I'm a big Derrick Rose guy. Derrick Rose is one of those guards that he would go one four flat, right? Like in high mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. and that's ridiculous. And he would do it, and it looked like it was the right thing to do that he could do that. Scoot Henderson has that sort of way that he carries himself. He's great around the rim, as you saw. He finished around Wimbanyama's arms multiple times. I'm like, that's impressive. This guy's like 
basically jumping up and then adjusting midair and making a play. John Wall, mm-hmm. Derrick Rose, all those guys came into your mind when you watched them. So Kyrie I, is good at that too, by the way. Kyrie's, Kyrie's amazing Kyrie's at that. Awesome Sorry, I, no that. disrespect to Kyrie. Kyrie, yeah. that might be his greatest trait outside of the dribbling is the way that he's able to finish around uh, trees uh, in the paint. So, yeah, I mean, I come away with this. If I'm a team and I end up with Scoot Henderson – we're happy. Like we're we're good. We're good to run it up with him. I uh, I want to go on record as saying this, and I will be wrong, and I don't care. It it it, it doesn't. Th- th- whatever. I'm gonna say it. Say it. I like Scoot a lot better. Mm. I like Scoot. I mean, if you're if you're someone who's like into a seven foot four guy that can effort, effortlessly shoot from anywhere on the court and can uh, you know, has has the potential to be the best defender in the league and also lead the league in scoring and um is is literally unlike any player we've ever seen. Fine. Fine. You, can, you can like that. Sure. That's fine. That, that, that's, that's you. Your, that's you. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't. I'm not here to argue that you can't. Yeah. Um, but I guess like for me, watching Scoot Henderson versus Victor Wimbenyama, uh, my my takeaway was like I'm so glad that the him culture, the uh, he's got that dog in him stuff that like which is like honestly, he's kind of played out at this point. Yeah. Like, it is kind of annoying at this point. I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Like, once we, I we see had, had Jalen Ramsey yelling, "I'm him," and then like watching Debo Samuel run run over him, I'm like, okay, I yeah. think he, <laughs> yeah. he might be dead. <laughs> once you see like Kay Adams opening her show with like, "Who has the dog in him?" This, this week, week. <laughs> yeah. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you know, um. We we had a lot of fun with it, but like I think at this point it's. Yeah. It, but the one thing I do like about that is that it it feels like it's a pushback on the the nerd culture. It feels like the nerds have 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 taken sports from the the jocks, right? Yeah. Like this is what happened. Yeah. The analytic movement and mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing, and to have like a moment in time where. I'm watching Scoot Henderson. I understand that rationally. If I was like a GM, as you said, if I was a GM, you have to take Victor Wimbanyama first. I you understand get fired. Why he's the, you know, you, yeah, I get all that. But th- there's a certain element of like, I, 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 I just want to like like the guy that stirs something inside me more. Yeah, the, the, you know, I like all this. I, like I can't, heart. I can't explain it. And I don't can't ask measure me to explain it. <laughs> I can't measure it. But I like that Scoot went to that game, and you could tell that he was personally affronted by the fact that Victor is now the the no doubt number one pick. Yeah. He's like, no, that that's me still. Yeah. I'm still here. I'm still him. Yeah. And I'm not saying Scoot's a better basketball player. I don't care if Scoot's a better basketball player. It doesn't yeah. matter to me. It matters that when I watch Scoot Henderson playing versus Victor Wimbanyama, like Victor Wimbanyama was just like, wow, this guy's good. And, and it was like an analytical thing. It was like, that's cool how he did that. And like, that's, but Scoot Henderson was like, yeah, I don't know. It stirred something inside me. It was like, yeah. this guy's, freaking amazing i love him he's got that dog he's got that dog i mean that's pretty much the simple as you can put it like you said it is played out but he definitely has that dog in him but i miss i miss those days of like uh of of talking about players and talk like it it doesn't have to make sense you can i I saw someone today uh uh um i think it was god i think it was referring to the program doug gottlieb said great question retweeted it and put it he's still tweeting yeah he's still fired (laughs) off tweets he's still tweeting about baseball tape because the tweet (laughs) The tweet was, uh, someone said, like, which career would you rather have, King Griffey Jr. or Albert Pujols? And then you click on the the responses, and everyone's, like, going bananas because they're like, Albert Pujols, two World Series rings, 700 home, and they're just spitting out stats. Greatest right-handed hitter of all time. Yeah. All of this is true. If you look at the numbers, Albert Pujols it has a long jet. Like, he's, he's got yeah. Jr. beating everything. Yeah. The answer is junior. The answer is like no question about it, junior. Exactly. And that like drives people nuts that like want to analyze everything. And it's like, dude, just this is a no brainer. That that is like the most no brainer ever. Would I rather be King Griffey Jr. or Albert Poole? Albert Poole could hit 
2,000 home runs. Yeah. And I would still rather be... And King Griffey Jr. could have hit like seven home runs and then never played baseball again. And I'd be like, I'd rather be King Griffey Jr. Because he like... He, he, Swing man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's that and that's dude. how I felt watching Wim Binyam, the, the comparison between the two. is like Scoot Henderson might not ever be as good of a basketball player, but... I'll go to war for that guy, and that's yeah. All, uh, that's and he'll he'll also like go out there on the front lines and not be afraid to be that guy. You know what I mean? Like if you're a franchise, like I said, now you're 28 percent because you're like if I don't get Victor, I at least get Scoot Henderson. And it looks like Scoot Henderson's entire career is going to be pissed off at Victor Victor Wimbanyama. Yes. Like he is going to go at that guy's neck every time he sees him. And if I'm a team and we get Scoot, I feel really good about that. I'm like, well, the one guy that everyone's scared of, my guy wants. He wants to match up against him on a big stage. And that's a good thing to have in your back pocket. Who is a foreign guy that uh, NBA people aren't afraid to hate? I'm not saying you should hate Victor. Rudy Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is he's the most he's hated good, one. Is good and he's French. So, like, th- that's the thing with Victor w- Victor Wimbanyama. It's like, it can change okay, really quick that's for That's true. Him. Okay. All right. I was trying to, th- I was trying to think through it because, uh, you know, if you, if you were doing, like, a comparison of, like, uh, you know, Ja Morant and LeBron, say, there's a lot of people that'd be like, give me Ja, absolutely. Yeah. Which, right now, yeah. Which is kind of stupid also because... You know, like LeBron's. A it's LeBron. Better, yeah. LeBron yeah, no, exactly. But everybody's like, I don't care. I don't want all that. Like, Jaw is hit. You know, um, <laughs> Jaw and- <laughs> ja has two him tattoos now, right? Like, yeah, he, he does. Is he does. one on the inside of his wrist and then on the top of his hand? I guess what I'm. I, I guess maybe there's there's part of the the American pride. I think at this point, uh, I don't I don't know how how I, I want I want an American basketball player to be likable again, and I think Scoot Henderson might. Might be that guy. He know. could be that guy. And I think it was good for USA basketball. And unfortunately, they were representing Ignite. But I would have loved this to be like a, a U, U19 French versus U19 Team USA game where Scoot Henderson yes. is playing the French yes. team. And the American exceptionalism comes out in all of us. And we're like, this Team yes. USA, baby, we run yes. the world. So I don't care who you have on that side, <laughs> yeah. but they're going to have to deal with us. And also, Joel Embiid, if you're listening, why aren't you going to play for Team USA? Have you seen all this drama coming out? So Joel Embiid is now an American citizen. Yeah. He's also a French citizen. He is also Cameroon, obviously. So he is going to have a choice of who he's going to play with when he goes to 2024. <laughs> he put on his top three, tipped the head. I, I, I'm, I'm here recruiting him. I'm like, why top would he three. not play with Team USA? Hakeem Olajuwon did it. Like, why would he yeah. not do it? Yeah. And all these French people were like, it's a foregone conclusion. He's going to play for the French team. And then they would have, in theory, Gobert, Winbanyama, and Embiid. That's too many. That's too, you can't do Give that. Give us Embiid. You can't do that. And once we get Embiid, then my exceptionalism goes to the next level. In all seriousness, uh, do you think... I'll, I won't ask, do you think? I'll just say, I do think this. You do think this. Um, there, there, there are, there is a talent problem in the NBA. There's a, there, there is a unicorn problem. There's a, um, I really do too think, much corn. I, I really do think having guys that are seven feet tall that can do everything on a court, it, you, you sort of get numb to it, mm-hmm. and I, you sort of, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, uh, like I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to articulate it, but like it's. The, the the sport I know doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. When, when you see a Victor Wimbanyama, and you're just like, is this, is this, at what point do we need to make the court bigger? Do we need to raise the rims? Do we yeah. need to, um, because Giannis is great, but then in 20 years, if you're, there's teams with five guys that are starting that look like Giannis, and then there's another team that, I don't, I don't know, like the whole goddamn league is is Victor Wimbanyama and seven foot. Aliens. And then even the guys who suck are like that are coming off the bench are like Porzingis types. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're still seven foot. <laughs> they're three. Like, what is this? What is this league? Yeah. 
And that's, no, that's where we're headed. I think it is where we're headed, and it's also hilarious because... It what comes, the hell is going on? Science comes, has gone too far is what I'm saying. Way too far, and it comes on the heels of Steph Curry opening up the game to be like, you don't have to be this freak athlete, yeah. right? You can win with skill. Skill can win in this league. You don't need size. You don't need force. It but basically instead, changed the whole paradigm. Instead, now people are like, we got to get longer. We got to get stronger. Yeah, but, but instead of like, instead of Steph being... Uh, 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 the, the the example for smaller people to find a way to yeah to dominate basketball games, all the taller people have now looked at Steph and been like, I can I'm gonna try to do that too. Yeah, Steph, I'm gonna do it at seven foot tall and at you know six nine and Victor whatever. was seven eleven from three in this game. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like I mean that that is absolutely ridiculous. And there is uh, that's the reason why everyone in the NBA is losing their mind because like you said, it's an analytical war. And what does the analytics always say? Which we joke about three is more than two. So the fact that a guy is 7'4", maybe 7'3", can get a shot off at any time, just like a Kevin Durant, shoots at a clip like Steph Curry or Klay Thompson, that's insane. Yeah. And then also on defense, he's like playing like Giannis and Joel Embiid. He's like and Gobert and all these guys. You're like, oh, he's like a an A1 potential rim protector, also an A1 specialist shooter. And this is the world that we're going to live in for the next 15 years. This is what this is what's going to become. Like you said, it's not going to blow us away anymore. It's going to become normal. And then when it becomes normal, should we have twelve foot goals? Should we extend yeah. the court? Where is the space? I think uh, every player is looking for space. I there might not be what the I'm only saying, space is vertical. What I'm, I guess what I'm saying is the 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 league as a whole is going through like a dunk contest uh, arc where uh, I don't know. Maybe it hasn't peaked yet, but but like. Like the, the, what the, else is left? The dunk contest yeah. today, the guys who are doing dunk contests today in the NBA, if you put them back in 1985, it it, it would have melted everyone's brains. They yeah. would have they would have thrown them in a river and like and tried them for witchcraft and said, like, what the hell is this? You yeah. Know? Um, and yet everybody's bored by the dunk contest. Every single year it's like we seen it. seen it. Duh, yeah. but but yeah. Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine was like the last time yeah. anyone was. And I like, feel wow. like maybe the lead, like that that's it's it's <laughs> funny watching if you if someone could do a supercut of all of the the talk about Chet and Paolo and Zion and Giannis and like every every guy that's entered the league that's you know a quote unquote unicorn and the way that everyone talked about that person mm-hmm. and then compare it to the way people are talking about Victor Wembanyama and spot the difference it doesn't exist it's the exact yeah. same conversations it's the exact same like I've never seen a guy with this much length move the way he does he's he's you know yeah. And I guess when you do say that about so many people, <laughs> when you have an entire league like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if an entire league is unicorns, are there any unicorns is what I'm saying. Exactly. When does it become just the norm? And also, you know, I, my dad brought up Ralph Sampson, right? Ralph Sampson was bringing the ball up. Ralph Sampson was fluid. Ralph Sampson was amazing. Ralph Sampson's career would have been on a trajectory of a top 10 all-time player if it wasn't for injuries, right? And if he and Elijah were playing together... We're talking about something really serious, like a full-on dynasty going on. So the other hard part about this is trying to forecast the future of Wimanyama. You don't, we don't know because there's been plenty of times where it's a sure thing and it hasn't been a sure thing. So that is the other variable of this whole. This guy's seven foot four. I mean, there's a lot of room for you know. I mean, these are big ass dudes. These are these are guys that. We have to maintain and, and deal with the weight being put on their body. And also, there's a world in which the Oklahoma City Thunder, in four years, have five starters over 6'10". <laughs> it's 
straight up. Like that's obviously what they're trying to do. Like if you if you look at their roster and what they're trying to do with stockpiling these picks, they're trying to build a super team and not super team with all star, super team with height. Like they're basically playing the old adage: tall teams win titles. That's what Oklahoma City is about to do. It's Leonard Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the airport test. They they have said we have to pass one test to win a title in the NBA. It's the airport test, and uh, Victor is the face of. But I guess I'm Jeff Goldblum and Jurassic Park right now saying. Just because you could doesn't mean you should. Exactly. And, like this is has science gone too far? I think it may have. Like I, yeah. I don't know. There, there is. I, if if I look up in twenty years and the entire NBA is six foot ten and yeah. everybody can shoot threes and everybody can put the ball on the floor, it makes zero sense. It's irrational. I understand that. I understand that that I am the oddball and and how I feel about this. But I don't think that's interesting to me. Yeah. I don't think I, I think as a, as a league, if if every single person is doing this, that's not interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the the fact that I don't know this isn't even a college versus NBA deal, but like that is this is a basketball. This is a point I've yeah, made yeah. a million times of like why I, I do find college basketball so fascinating and why like people that love the NBA are like, how can you watch that shit? They're not as talented as these guys and all that. Um, it's precisely the the differences. It's all the like they're, they're, it, Leonard Hamilton does put out teams that have Jonathan Isaac at the three and and, yeah. co- and a, on a college basketball court. And you're like, what the fuck? What yeah, is who this? Is this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and Tony Bennett's walking the ball up the floor and like all the different stuff and watching like people styles try different things and. Uh, yeah, if every single the, the homogenization of the NBA, if everyone's doing the same thing, yeah. like there's a problem, and it's also and that's be, what I'm worried about with Victor. But like, I've, I'm worried that that's like Victor Wimbanyama is Chet Holmgren, but taller. Yeah, and then like then there's going to be another guy that <laughs> that looks just like him going. that just keeps coming in, and it's also going to be hilarious. Like Draymond and this Warriors dynasty, they populated the idea of small ball, which is like putting a six foot six guy at the five and saying we're going to beat you with you know, basically speed and quickness. And also the six foot six guy is disciplined enough as a defender to guard the big guy. But there's going to be on the 180 of that, there's going to be tall ball. Yeah. And there's going to be, like I said, a team like the Thunder where it's all freaking 16 guys. And people are going to be like, look at this. There's a, a six foot two guy bringing the ball up and he's getting guarded by a 610 guy. Yeah. And he's picking him up full court. And we're yeah. like, what the hell am I watching? It looks like it's out of the carnival. Yeah, that's 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 how I feel. That's how I feel watching Victor. That, and that's why I think I like Scoot Henderson better. Because it's like, <laughs> like Chet was already hard enough to figure out. You know what I mean? Like Chet, Chet tested the limits of my brain capacity yeah. watching him. Yeah. And then Victor Wimbanyama comes out and is like more polished than Chet and taller than Chet. Yeah. And I'm like, I, it and, seems and, to have like the right mindset. At that mindset. point, I just said I'm out. I just can't. I can't. Do, I, I can't. Maybe he is the the. Maybe he's the 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 top of the line. You know. Maybe maybe this is the good as it gets. You know what I mean? Maybe Victor's the last one. You know, he is the one, and he might. I mean, every single player that you talk to, they're like, when we talk about who could be the greatest of all time moving forward, it's like a five man that can basically be like magic. I can play one. I can play five. Mm-hmm. I and I can rim protect. I can dominate a game inside out. That's who it's going to be. And the fact that Victor Wimbanyama checks all those boxes is pretty scary, you know. And that's why this race. You're divide. ready to call him the goat? Is that no, what you I'm said? Saying, you said he's the goat. No, okay. I'm saying there is a Got world it. where he checks enough boxes <laughs> to be the goat, which is terrifying. But I want to see him go against Giannis. <laughs> I do, or or Joel Embiid. I really do. I want to see that. Same with Chet. It's like I just got to see what it looks like because there is a certain level of strength that they have to get and put on their body to be able to handle it. For 82 games. Well, okay, so it. let's put a bow on this. Um, the war on college basketball, where does yeah. that stand? Do we? Do, do, what's the threat level now? With uh, Threat level midnight. You think so? <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> kidding. I, I, I'm not really worried about anything, and it might 
be a good thing for college basketball to not have to be drowned with this whole who's the number one pick, who's the number two pick. All right, you got it figured out. These guys are over here. That is true. We're not going to get – We don't have to worry about it. The, now we can talk about yeah. the basketball. We can talk about these yeah. teams. We can talk about Baycott matching up with Sheboy. We can talk about the actual basketball and not have to have all these outsiders come in with their opinions. What do you think will happen first in the NBA draft? A white American going number one or a college senior going number one? Ooh. What will happen again first? It's got to be white American, right? If, if Chet was – Yeah, Chet was so close. But there would be, yeah, because I, so I, 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 I guess like with name, image, likeness, maybe there's a world where, and especially with like all the guys in college basketball and it's happening in college football too, of like sons of famous mm -hmm. athletes, mm -hmm. you know, like the era of where athletes started making a shit ton of money. Um, those, the, the, when that era happened, like in the eighties, nineties, whatever, those, those guys are having kids that are now coming up yeah. that grew up rich because mm -hmm. their famous fathers made a ton of money. Maybe it's a guy, a kid like that. That's like, I, I college is sick, man. Like, I don't need to go. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, look I, at Drew I'm, Timmy. Drew Timmy's like, I would make a lot more money in college than I would playing professional basketball, which yeah. is hilarious. That was the, I was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Are you saying Drew Timmy's going number one in this? No, <laughs> Drew Timmy no, right no. But I will. And he say, checks both boxes. Yeah, He's maybe the white American who's. Is there I will, also senior? Is there one guy in college basketball that we think could actually threaten the Scoot Henderson, Wimbanyama? foregone conclusion of one and two because i have a name i have a guy who i think could do it um i mean if, if, i i i i i just go to the freshman class it'd have to be nick smith right he's the guy that everyone's most excited about and yeah um, arkansas um but if we're thinking about guys who who came back no, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, the answer is no. But I, I think Gigi Jackson could get in that mix. Oh, I think I think Gigi Jackson is the Gigi one Jackson's college one. basketball player that could actually jump up into that top two, top three conversation. Because Gigi Jackson is, um, like he how how is he not high, like I don't explain to me why he's not since he on since this. he decommitted. Uh, I, I've seen him fall. I mean, it's what happens when you leave Carolina's brand. Everyone's like, "What's wrong with this guy? What an idiot!" So, I mean, I think people started to question, you know, who is advising him? Why would you ever mm. make such a dumb decision? But I also want to see what he looks like because I think that USA Basketball thinks Gigi Jackson's the next star. I think they really do. So you got to watch that Nike propaganda, too, where he gets pushed to the moon. He has 30 points in his first game for South Carolina. We start because we saw it even with he'll play the basketball. point, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's going to do whatever he'll, he'll he wants. He'll bring the ball up yes. at 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, yes. That's a good that's a good call. And and he's at South Carolina, he's gonna be able to do whatever he wants. Yeah, whatever he wants. And he's gonna play Kentucky, beat Kentucky once. He's gonna play Florida when we have all the golden guys who are like, I gotta watch this team, and then they're like, Oh man. Oh, he's gonna Jackson. play Nick Smith. They're he's in the same conference. Nick Smith, yeah. They're in the SEC. Oh so when God. he beats Nick Smith, people are like, Okay, this is the real this is the real top guy we gotta watch out for. Or he's gonna he's gonna uh I've I have i have not looked at their schedule to see if South Carolina <laughs> plays at Arkansas, but um he's gonna lose by like 17 at mm -hmm. Arkansas, but he had 41. 40 points, yeah. And he gets the Buddy Hield and Allen Fieldhouse treatment. Where they're, they're like, all dude, just give him a can't mission. deny it. You can't deny how good the kid, the kid is. Like, all the people there, like, I like this kid a lot. Yeah. And then everyone in Arkansas locker room's like, what the, didn't we beat his ass? <laughs> <laughs> which is the other thing about college basketball, which was funny about the uh, Ignite game in general. Ignite won the game. But the way that the reaction was, you would think that they didn't win the game. You know what I mean? But like in college, it actually does matter who wins the game, which I, yeah. I appreciate. Uh, can we talk about this is good for college basketball, I think. Draymond Green and uh, Jordan Poole get into a fight mm -hmm. at, at Warriors practice. Um, it's good for college basketball because the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry is hot. is hot right now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's alive and well. 
Um, Because there's a lot of, uh, you know, the Michigan fans, they think they run recruiting now. They're they're talking really loud. Yeah. And Michigan State, Tom Izzo is like, act like you've been there before. And Draymond, Jordan Poole kind of personifies that conversation. You know what I mean? It's like Draymond's like, I've been here. I've won four titles. I do this. And then Jordan Poole's like, come check out my new crib and my max. And also to your recruiting point, ever since Imani Bates decommitted from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Tom Izzo has done nothing but win on the recruiting trail. Like W's. every single guy. <laughs> yes. There's a stretch over the summer where every three days I'd look up and Michigan State got a commitment from a four-star, five-star, whatever. A four-plus um, star. Four those plus are my, those star, are my favorites. Yeah. Which is Tom Izzo's favorites too, I think. <laughs> yeah, by the way. And Rick Petito. I think Tom Rick Izzo, said, I don't like five stars. Yeah. I like four-plus stars. Love those kids. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say this about Draymond versus Swaggy Pool. Um, this, speaking of Tom Izzo, this has manufactured adversity written all over it. Yes. This has, uh, th- this goes all the way to the top. This is Steve Kerr put out, th- this is my interpretation of what happened. Because um, because I know this, what didn't happen is uh, Draymond Green and Swaggy Pool got into a little bit of an altercation and then Draymond punched him and then that was that. I know that that's not what happened. Yeah. What happened is Steve Kerr put out, it, th- this, this is how I see it. Mm-hmm. Steve Kerr put out a hit because mm-hmm. um, the Warriors are fat and happy. They won a title. They Frankly, going into last season, no one thought they no were going to win. Gonna Except win. for Stephen A. Smith, yeah. which is still hilarious. <laughs> um, and everything's going too well for the Warriors. And uh, the, the, this just like the the way to reset everything, if you had to pick two guys on the team to get into it, mm-hmm. it's the, the guy who represents the toughness, the grit of the Warriors, Draymond Green, and it's the guy who represents the swagger of the, the Flash. Warriors, the Flash, yeah. Jordan Poole, have these stylistic approaches to the game clash in a practice, have them fight, um, have the media take the story and, and, and create this manufactured adversity where now we have to turn uh, in, inward and look at each other and, and circle the wagons and now become a tight-knit group. And, and I think that's exactly what happened. And I think yeah. um, when, when you, you, when you break Steve it all Kerr down— You're saying Tom Izzo. Yes, yes. When you break down, like, like I think Draymond agreed to be the fall guy in this, where he would look mm-hmm. like a bad guy who like starts fights and practices because Draymond's trying to remind everybody that he has a podcast. So, because you know he, his podcast was hot during the NBA Finals, yeah. Then the offseason happens, Oof. and now he's like, I got to remind everybody, tune into the Draymond Green podcast. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. Let's create this fight situation. Yes. Um, reaction he, pod, emergency yes, reaction pod. pod. Yeah. So now everyone's like, oh, I got to mm-hmm. see what Draymond has to say about this. Uh, then Iguodala I saw comes out and like immediately defend because like the story was that that Jordan Poole like was basically getting a big head and Draymond had to put him in his place and all that. <laughs> but then Iggy, wonder where that story came from. Yeah, exactly. And then Iggy comes out and is like, no, that's not that's not it. Like he he immediately defends Jordan Poole. Yeah. He says Jordan Poole's a crazy. And basically what I'm saying, Tate, is release the tape. I don't think this fight happened. I don't even think it happened at all. Never mind that like yeah. this is a this was all like orchestrated behind the scenes. I don't think that this actually happened. I think that this is just. Uh, the media being played like puppets, and uh, that's that's what happened. I'm not reading between the lines. I'm reading the lines. And what do the lines say? That Draymond threw a punch. It doesn't say Draymond hit Jordan mm, Poole. It doesn't say that he point. landed the punch. He said he threw a punch. And I know plenty of people that have thrown punches. Why, why would this be NBA. a story otherwise? Like, yeah. you, you know how many guys are throwing punches in basketball practices Cam all across Newton, this great nation? Cam Newton going into the year that they went 15-1 and one, whooped Josh Norman's ass in practice. <laughs> Beat the shit out of them. You know what I mean? And then everyone's like, what's going to happen with the Panthers? They went 15 and one. Yes. And I think it was a great moment in history. It was like, sometimes it happens. You know, people boil over and you got egos, you got leaders, you got all this sort of stuff going on. I think that Jordan Poole is in the right. 
I don't mind. I don't even know the situation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know, the, know the facts. I don't even know the facts. But I'm on Jordan Poole's but side. But I'm on Jordan Poole's side of this. And especially the way that it was leaked and reported, I know what it was coming from, the new media, quote unquote. So it's like they try to frame Jordan Poole a certain type of way. And guess what? We all know how this works. There's one next contract on the table at the end of the year. Jordan Poole's going to get it. Draymond's not going to get it. Oh. So Draymond's mad. What and if, so he threw, he threw a bunch at him. What if Jordan Poole touched his elbow? Oh, that's right. That changes what everything. What if they went to shake hands and Jordan Poole touched his elbow changes as they shook everything. hands? And then Draymond was like, I have, to strike, me, I have to strike this man in the yeah. face. He was like, based on your own rules <laughs> that you guys made up. Yeah, you guys. I have to, I have to, I have to strike this man. Jalen, I watched Jalen Rose on Jalen Jacoby. I'm sorry to in. say, I must strike this man. <laughs> I must strike this man. Jalen, Jalen was great because Jalen's like, he's like, I see both sides of the situation. He was like, I was with Draymond Green last week at my charity event. He was like, Jordan Poole, that's little bro. So you're like, <laughs> all right, well, it turns out Jalen's got, you know, both parties uh, covered here. And he was like, to be honest with you, Draymond didn't hit him. He was like, if he hit him, different conversation. I understand the uproar. He's like, he didn't make contact. They're all good. And I was like, that's kind of like a good rule, you know? If I get hit by somebody, I'm feeling some type of way. If the punch doesn't Someone hit. Someone swings. Yeah. He, he must, must have quit. <laughs> free swaggy pull, free Draymond. I think it's a non-story. I really I do. do. I, well, that's why I think this goes all the way to You're the top. You're right. That's is why that, I think that, it's, it's conspiracy. Diversity. It's manufactured diversity because uh, this is a non-story. And even if even if he did hit him in the face, that's yeah. still a non-story to me. Okay. Honestly, because that's... I, I'm, I'm in agreement. That's just that's just that's just basketball players playing basketball. That's well, just old Big East basketball. That's all it is. And I'm tired of uh, I'm tired of all the uh, it's a closed practice, but somehow this gets out. It's yeah. like it's nothing's a closed practice. Nothing. Everything is getting sent out. Everything is getting discussed. These guys all, especially the Warriors, they all know how it works. Draymond knows how it works. Yeah. Draymond is telling who he wants to tell. Marcus Spears is like, I got the inside scoop, and then like Shams <laughs> has his version. Everyone has their version. It's like. Oh, I wonder who this is coming from, right? So it's pretty obvious. It's so face. weird. Is it's so weird why how the NBA? It's it's uh, it's, it's why why people are turning off the NBA more and more. It's so weird that the I think the that media... the NBA <laughs> is making a play, and this may this may be wrong, may rub people the wrong way. I think the NBA is making a play for the Bachelor fans. I think that they want that Bravo reality TV. Of audience. course, I think of that's course. who the, this is. Who this that's is Adam for. Silver's NBA, dude. Yeah, get him out of here. Get Mark Tatum in and let's play basketball again. If That's I, what I'm saying. That's I all was, I've ever said. If I saw LeBron James do that press conference where he was calling me Adam and was basically like being like, yeah, Adam's going to do what I want. I'd be like, it's Commissioner Silver. Yes. You know, and like, yes. no, you're not getting a team. Like that's what David Stern would do, but that's that's not the world we live in. What would we need to make like WWDD? What would David do? What would, what, would, what would David do? <laughs> That's what that's what he should live. Mark Tatum knows. Tatum oh my knows. god, it's frustrating. Um, all right, yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page though. This is a non-story, non-starter. Non -story. I don't care. It's a non-story. Uh, but at the same time, it's great for college basketball. It's I I, I hope yeah. the, the Michigan Michigan State part of this. Do you think Izzo called Draymond and was like, "Did you hit him?" Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah, good. 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 <laughs> They know who it is. <laughs> Magic Johnson's calling. He's like, is everything good? <laughs> <laughs> I like the Sparty. I like the deep Sparty. Just like, you know, like we're going to make sure this Michigan kid like knows the deal. Because Draymond's not going to get that max contract. Swaggy Pool is. But I like that he's, you know, he's trying to manipulate the media. Let's uh let's take a break. Come back. Uh, we got to talk about some cheating scandals because cheating in um, sports will not go away. I think and, it's our new corner. Like, yeah, I, I want to be yeah. the cheating experts. <laughs> well, let's, we we got we got some new stories <laughs> to talk about.
Quick break to talk about our friends at Coors Light. Our weeks are filled with deadlines, responsibilities, and stress in general, but it's college football season, and when the weekend hits, you've got to protect your chill. So this season, make time to chill and catch the game at your favorite bar. And while you're at it, order an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I can't believe this is my reality, but uh, I will not be watching a lot of college football this weekend. I have to go to a wedding in San Diego. Um, it's a fall wedding, but there is going to be Coors Light. I confirmed that there will be Coors Light at the wedding. So I'm excited about that because basically every dance move I have incorporates a beer bottle in my hand. Yeah. I, I, I struggle mightily <laughs> when there's a rule, no, no drinks on the dance floor. I break down. I like, I need, I need the beer bottle in my hand. It makes me, I don't know, just flows better it's for me. So, uh, unfortunately I'm going to miss out on Kansas football continuing their magical season with the win over TCU because I will be shredding the dance floor with the Coors Light in my hand. Coors Light is mountain cold refreshment made to chill. It is cold lager, cold filter, and cold package. It's literally made to chill. Take a sip as soon as the mountains turn blue. That's when you know your Coors Light is ice cold. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, the perfect companion for every game. Protect your chill this season with Coors Light. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash TNT. All right, we're going to get to emails in a second. Uh, before we do, a couple cheating uh, scandals in the world of sports, Tate. Uh, this is this has become. You said this is our corner now, right? This is this, this is who is, we kind of is. This is yeah. we are we are the uh, well the the big knock on my university, right? People were like, "You guys are cheating." It's true. Yeah, you know well, same I mean? with Ohio State, dude. Yeah, same yeah, with same you guys. With Ohio State. Tattoos. So, yeah, come at us. And guess what? Now we have taken that. Now it's our corner. So uh, we know. Am I up. a salty little bitch about the fact that uh, <laughs> if Ohio State players did what they did? Back mm -hmm. then, today, they would not matter. only not be vilified, they would be celebrated. Yeah. Um, and that was like the last NCAA scandal where people, where the general public said, these guys are criminals. Yeah. Lock them up. And then like everything flipped on its head, like not long after that. And then now everybody celebrates. Uh, no, I'm not a salty little bitch. I'm not. No, I'm, not. I'm not either. Um, no, and I I mean, I would bring up that like back in the time that guys were trying to learn about African-American history, you know, yeah. nowadays people would glorify that's true. that that's decision. True. And yeah. also like SAT scores, you don't have to take it anymore. But back that's then, true. that's all we were talking about academics. But I'll but leave we're not it aside. Salty. Uh, no, not. I'll leave it aside. I will leave it aside. <laughs> but let's talk about this cheating. This is going to be fun. Um, yeah, there's uh, the, the, I, I I can't get enough of it, and mm -hmm. and the stories just keep coming. Tate, there's there's this poker. Do you see the poker story? Yes, that, uh, you send this to me. Yeah, I I so I I couldn't really make sense of it. Jim, you you saw this too. I sent this to you, right? You Correct. Saw, you, yeah. did, did you did you read it, watch it? I did. Try to try to catch up on the details of what the hell it was. I did. Um, I just haven't played poker in like I have years or fifteen years or something, so I don't remember. What the hard exactly part about like the poker everything. So if, if you have no idea what we're talking about, basically there's this high stakes poker game um, and there was uh, this this woman who is- Robbie sorta, Lou. Yeah, Robbie Lou is sort of, she's sort of new to the high stakes poker scene. Mm -hmm. um, then there's a guy who, I, I don't follow, I, I, my my days of the, po my, you know, poker was hot like in 04. It was. With Norman Shad on the poker call. And it was on ESPN. It was Chris great. Moneymaker. Yeah, and, man, that's a great you know, time. All the sunglasses, All those, yeah. you're like, man, look at these M frames. So I was into it for like four years. And then I, and then I, you that know. That and pool, like they used to be yes. sick on ESPN too. You're like, Black oh, wow. Widow, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's amazing we all used to watch the same stuff. I miss those times. Um, But I've watched poker in like 15 years at this point, probably. Yep. Uh, so uh, anyway, this, this, I don't know how famous this other guy is. I'm, I, I, my read on it was that he's, he's like established in the mm -hmm. high stakes poker world. Um, so basically he, what I, what since I can make out of this is like, he started bluffing. 
she bluffed in such a way that it was, it, it was like batshit insane. It was like, this, this doesn't even make any sense. And if you watch the video, uh, I watched the, the thing on YouTube, the, the, uh, the guy calling the poker match is losing his mind. As, yeah. he, as, as, as she keeps calling, every he's, he's like, what is she doing? He's, he's, so I will give him credit because um, I, I couldn't really understand why it was crazy, but there was a guy in real time that was like, this is insane. I don't understand yeah. what's happening. Um, There's like an etiquette to like decisions decisions that you make, and she was obviously like breaking every single like rule. You know, yeah. like, kind of like baseball. Everyone's like, "What are these hidden rules of baseball?" It's like, no, there, there's obviously rules within the game that everyone's yeah. like, "You don't do that." It happens in golf when people are like, "Do I give him this putt?" Do I? There's always yeah. these little things. Yes. Yeah, you're leaning over the plate, you get exactly. hit in the elbow. Yeah, and, and everyone's try, like, "Why did he hit? Did he try to get out of the way? Did he not?" <laughs> you know. Um, so. Uh, uh, so this woman uh, who's new to the poker world, not new to the poker world, new to the high stakes yes. sort of scene. Robbie Jade Lou is her name. So uh, she just keeps calling this guy's bluff, but she's doing it in a way that like doesn't compute with this guy's brain. He's like, this does like he's he's doing the analytical like trying yeah. to understand like if she's doing this, that must mean she has this. Long story short, she's bluffing a bluffer. They're both bluffing each other, but like he's bluffing in the right way. Mm-hmm. She's not bluffing in the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, she flips over a card. She 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 has like a, a um, her disposition is almost like I, I didn't even know I had these cards. Like oh my god, what were these cards? Uh, you know, and and this guy like he's he he you see his brain like short circuit. Like yeah, she flips over. And he's just like looking around the room, like trying to figure out who cheated him, how they cheated him. Mm-hmm. And I guess the hard part for me is what Jim said that like I I I'm so out of the poker game that I have no idea what. I'm supposed to feel about this and the poker world is torn on it. So like, even if you want to reach out to like experts to get their thoughts, some people are like, she definitely cheated. Others are like, she's just a beginner who I, my, so I, what I ultimately said it on Tate, I think she spider monkeyed him. I think like, yeah, my, my, when, when I say spider monkey, my, my vision of when I, I just, you know, think of chip, I'm going to come at you like a spider uh, monkey. I think of Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. A yeah. spider monkey just like comes out like all, all the limbs. All are hyped thrown. up a Mountain Dew. Yeah. Ready to go. <laughs> the limbs are just flailing everywhere. You have no idea what's coming next, where the yeah. attack's coming from. Yeah. Uh, and that was my pitch to you for North Carolina football and defense. Just spider monkey them. Just run around in circles. Held them to 10 points. And I think I think my my ultimate verdict on this was that I think she spider monkeyed him in the sense that she didn't know what she was going to do. So how could he how could he read her when she doesn't even yeah. know what she herself is thinking at any given time? You can't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> and that is exactly what this moment was. And it was a $109,000 bluff call. And it ended up being a $269,000 pot. And then afterwards, apparently, she refunded the money that she won. Um, yeah, because what happened... She did not admit she cheated, though. She was like, I'll give the money back. I'm totally fine to do that. But, like, I did not cheat. And then she also claimed that the the opponent, Adelstein is his name, uh, basically intimidated her in a hallway after the match and was like, which I totally believe. And then there was because the, because if, if you watch his reaction, you can see that he's like, I'm I jumped the shark. I don't know what to do. Well, there was like a the 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 other compelling part of it is that this woman is uh a, is she a professional Instagram model, an amateur Instagram yeah. model? What's the difference? I, I think I think Instagram model, right? It's all no. the same. But she uh you know if you were to stereotype, she she appears when you would look at her like a bimbo, we'll say, mm-hmm. you know, and that's you know that's just uh that's the reality of the situation that there's this new she kind of looks like kim kardashian right? yeah she so, does, so you like, have you have this this woman stepping into this world of like sleazeball dudes that are playing poker and then she outsmarts them by not actually outsmarting them but kind of outsmarting them her whole 
she has like a ditzy persona about like trying to explain what her thought process was and all this. Yeah. And I do think that played into it. I think these dudes were like, there's no, f like of all people, you, you, f you out bluff, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think, if which goes back to like, she didn't cheese. She just actually won. Like yeah. if anything, we should be impressed that she played th this so well, you know, even though she may not even know how well she was playing it, but she basically broke the game. She yes. like broke the game within the game yes. and broke this guy's brain. And now he's like, you have to give the money. Back. I wouldn't have given the money back. There was, there was, it, it was a shooter McGavin, happy Gilmore type situation. Exactly. Is how Great I felt. To, yes. that, that's that was the yes. read I had on it. Yes, and you were mad. And, and you're mad. I'm not playing the game that you want me to play. Yes. but the rules have changed, <laughs> yeah. and I'm playing a different. And game. happy learn how to putt. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so like, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, shooter. <laughs> but it's so fascinating because there's like zero evidence whatsoever that she cheated. There, there are, there do seem to be a lot of people in the poker world that are defending her. Yeah. and saying she didn't. She she just was in over her head in that moment, and it like worked out for her. Like whatever passed. But isn't that the whole point of bluffing? At yeah, the that's, end of what the I, day? that's what I was saying. I was like, I don't, I need, I, it, it made no sense to me. Yeah, I'm over it, and I'm over people. I I'm over like we're using cheating too much. You know, yes. what I mean, like the 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 verb of cheating and the act of cheating, we are throwing too much out there to the world. Like, losing I, is not cheating. Losing <laughs> is not cheating. That's a fact. Can we just yell that from the we're in, we're in the it's plaza okay right now? Sometimes. Yeah, just yell. It's a, it's all right to lose. And guess what? There's another day to fight. You might yeah. be able to win the next day. There's got to be a winner and a loser. At but the if end she of the did cheat, how did she do it? That, that would be she releases the OJ book. I because that's kind of it is weird that she gave the money. If back, I, did I will it. say, yeah, her giving the money back is actually the thing that uh, you know basically puts her in in the maybe she is a cheater category. If she kept it and just held strong and was like, I'm being fervent in this decision. This is who I am. I'd be fine. You think it's an admission of guilt? I think so. I, or is it? Or is it her trying? But she was to, being threatened. If she was scared, I will say, I mean, if you're in a dark, she literally she said it was a dark hallway that he but was came she holding the. Chips like the holding chips, cash, yeah. she just I guess she it had the chips, oh. yeah, and then she gave it. And they to have them. no security at this place. Yeah, it's very strange, and it also, like you said, I think that the 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 guy, the powers that be that were there, were like, "There's no way this this girl beat him." You know what I mean? So like, all yeah. the people that would be like you're saying in her camp are like, "No, nah, she definitely did something." So there's definitely something afoot here. If if uh, who's the who's the uh, Phil Helmuth is who I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. If this if this woman looks like Phil Helmuth, fine. Do you think it's as big of a deal? Oh, people would say it was amazing play. Yeah, people would be like, "What? What a freaking genius!" Yeah. He like you thought he was right handed, yeah. but he was left handed. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Guy, like, <laughs> this guy's a prodigy. Exactly. <laughs> We've never seen an approach to poker like this. Exactly. Before. That's I. Uh, it does have that kind of a feel. To the it. other part that makes this kind of bullshit to me is if you watch the video. Um, they got the real time algorithm where they show the, the percentage of who's going to win the hand. Is, you know what I mean? That's the most fun. Yeah. Um, Here comes the which river. Is super helpful for <laughs> for all us morons that know. I, I don't even know. Like I, I don't even really fully understand the hierarchy of poker hands. Of like, dude, does a flush beat a straight and all that? Like, I, have I, I have been, to Google I've that been shit. at a poker night and thrown down my cards like I won. And they're like, you didn't win. Like, Uno. I'm like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Go fish, bitches! Yeah, um, got him. <laughs> but rummy. the the algorithm, the algorithm little thing says that he was a fifty three percent chance to win the hand. Yeah, she was forty seven percent. Yeah, that was true. Like when they did the what is it? The flop. The 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 first three is the flop, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they do the flop. That's the algorithm. It stays like pretty much those percentages the whole time. And so I'm saying to myself, like, if you you have the guy calling the match. Saying, what is she doing? Like losing his mind that this woman has a four according to your algorithm, it says forty seven percent chance to win. Mm -hmm. She's going she's calling the all in call. 
in my mind, it's like either you have to you have to fix the algorithm or turn down the outrage. Like one of the two. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't something's like a, broken. It wasn't a 13% type yeah. deal. Because sometimes you see that and you're like, just fold, dude. Like yeah. it's over. You have no chance. But like, like That's you said. why I was confused by that part. Like she had a 47% chance to win. Like who gives a shit that she she took a big swing and there's it definitely out. like some some poker levels to this that you and i and all of us here and, and to be honest i don't care to know i, I, I kind of i kind of don't want because I, I know someone's gonna be like so here's the deal man so she she was sitting on an offsuit for, and i'm like I, i'm bored already yeah no, i don't want to hear that put it in terms i understand but she won is, that's the yeah, end of the won. day like that at the end of the day like i don't know what she didn't have anal beads in her ass she didn't she didn't have like someone that like know telling of. her that we know that's of. what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, speaking of what she's sitting on, um, did, did you see the deep dives into her pants? Yeah, there was a picture zoomed in of uh, and someone Something said, in what's her on her hip? Yeah. Or what's what's in her thing? Like a pager? And, and then she said a hip, right? Didn't she respond? She yeah. responded yeah, to like one like of the hip. tweets. was like, what, what is that on the side of her body? And then she was like, that's a hip. That's my hip. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then she showed her. Like, the pants have like seams there. So it's like kind of like... Uh, <laughs> there's bends there. So there's that's what that is. There's but it's hilarious that people are like posting pictures comparing her hip there although it does look like there's something there bum, bum, bum. but like what what, what, what could what, even be there? is it someone like paging her to be like just like hold you know what i mean like i, I don't even know what they could be telling like, her. yeah how did they how would she have cheated I'm no not, one would I'm have advised her to do this because she called like the whole reason she was calling was like she thought the guy was bluffing which he was yeah Exactly. It was just the position in which she was calling his bluff was not as strong as it typically would be when you call someone's bluff. Exactly. Is basically what the issue is. Like, how does she, how does... Which goes back to you and I... She was right. She called his bluff and she was right. And it goes back to like, why do, why do we all have to play poker the same way? Like, yeah. why does she have to do what yes. is technically by the book what you should do in the situation? Doesn't mean that you have to do it, right? Like, that, I thought that this, that's the whole that's point, the whole point of, the game. of cards. Like, your your mind is saying, well, he thinks that I have this, yeah. so therefore I'm going to do I agree. this. And, and I, I think that that's... Maybe my final thought on it is that poker, ultimately, I think you should be cheating in poker. I think that's what poker yeah. is. Yeah. I think I think NASCAR, I'm trying to think of the sports where like cheating is inherently part of it. Like mm -hmm. trying to get a leg up by doing some shit. Baseball. That, like, fudging the line. NASCAR is definitely one of them. Yeah. That's the whole sport. It was it was founded on cheating. Exactly. And bootlegging. And, of course. Yeah. Um, professional family. wrestling, obviously. Jim uh, Knotts. Yeah. Uh, baseball, duh. Baseball, duh. 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 Um, Pine tar. Ever heard of it? I would say golf. I mean, like, golf is. Golf is. No like, one has ever reported a true score in dude. the history of amateur or, or, you know, whatever you want to call Fishing. it. Fishing. As someone that played F golf fishing. tournaments <laughs> as a kid, I, you literally, every single group that I've had, I've ever been in, there is some sort of situation where it's like, oh, that kid dropped the ball there or whatever. You know, the golf, yes. Fishing, yes, we already saw. I got a fight. Chess. I tried out for high school golf one year, nice. um, because it was a free round of golf at the nicest course in town. And uh, and then I got there and I realized you had to walk. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like we don't get cards. <laughs> I signed up to try out just so I could play golf for free after school one day. Um, and the, I, I remember getting into a fight with a kid who was on the golf team. I got paired up with him for the yeah. tryout. And I hit the drive of my life on a, a par four. I drive it into a bunker right next to the green, and. On the the uh, second shot, you said you were cheating. On the second <laughs> shot, I ground my club in the bunker. Oh! And I chip it, and it 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 hits the stick, and then drops like right next. I almost like chipped in for eagle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it sticks right next, and I tapped it in for birdie. He gets mad at me for grounding my club, and I got into a fight with him where I was like, I know the rule. I don't get like look at me in the eye. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. I'm here for the free round. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm telling the the. You He's know, like, I was it's like, a par. I was like, buddy. 
we, we we're on different planets here. Like yeah. I'm I'm playing a different kind of golf than you're playing. Um, I don't know. Cheating's part of the game, dude. You should ground your club in every bunker. I think. Let me tell you this. In uh, I guess it was ninth grade. I hit a shot that was like on the lip. So it would have been second shot. Would have been an eagle. I blew the ball in. So I told the group before. I was like, if I can blow this ball in, it's an eagle. Everyone agrees to it. They're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, blow blow it in. I'm like eagle, go to the next hole, par three, hit my shot, make a birdie. So I go eagle birdie to finish. I'm two under going in the back nine. I'm like, I'm crushing right now. I get up to the 10th tee. The, one of the other coaches comes up to me and goes like, did you blow your ball in? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, eagle, um, got him. Um, and uh, anyway, I got DQ'd. For blowing my ball, no, I, and, I, and all I would say was like, I would take the birdie. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. at the end of the day, I'll tap it in for birdie. But then they were like, you no. disrespected the game. Yeah, well, it's bullshit. If I could blow the ball in, it's close enough. Anyway, no. po poker, everyone cheats. Everyone cheats. Poker, so. poker is in that world too, where it's like it's I you chess. Know, if, if 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 you're counting cards, chess. if you're counting cards at blackjack table, you're a cheater. You're technically a cheater, but like that's the game. But you're also a genius. But you're also banned from the casino yeah. if you do that. So twenty one, yeah, not acceptable. No, but I'm saying that's like it's also how do they know half the time? Uh, they don't, how do they exactly? They can tell. They There's, can tell. Cheating in card games is 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 older mm -hmm. than civilization itself. Yeah. Guys palming aces and shit like yeah. that. Like Kimps, all these yeah. games. Everyone all these, cheats in everybody all these cheats. games. Yeah, war, whatever you play. Go fish, people are cheating. There's there's multiple phrases for it, like ace up the sleeve and shit. Basketball, like they're cheating. We saw that with yeah. Tim Donaghy, like fixing um, games. Like the the cheating. other cheating story I, I had for you guys, I don't know if you saw this one. The Irish dancing. That no <laughs> Irish step dancing. What happened? Irish step dancing? The uh, um, that, that's a that's a, yes. a league. They have uh, a sport. CLRG. I tried to. If you asked me to read what CLRG stands for, it would go very poorly. A bunch of uh, yeah. I'm just not even going to try. The the organization is dealing with its largest ever alleged cheating scandal, which has seen some of the most successful and well regarded Irish dance teachers in schools accused of fixing competitions for their own students. So basically, the teachers of this dance stuff are the judges and um there it, it says this article says it's understood the screenshots of text conversations showing 12 irish dance teachers either asking for or offering to fix competitions uh were handed over in july separately uh they've seen more screenshots which have not yet been shared which appear to implicate at least six other teachers they are soliciting them themselves so the teachers this isn't a case of like the teachers or the judges being bribed yeah the judges are going out saying like i'll fix it for you is there anything you can do for me one of those things tate according to the this article i was reading in one case a dance teacher and a competition judge appeared to be exchanging sexual favors for higher scores oh my god <laughs> this is like pageants yeah this is what happens in pageants all the time speaking of 18 minutes ago, a Miss USA cheating scandal. Just broke. <laughs> Dude, what is going on? It, what, what month is it? It is it was, the time to it, cheat. It was fixed for Miss Texas to win, it says. Oh, my God, dude. This we is, can't trust this any. Is, you honestly can never trust judges because, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, there, there's some chicanery going on behind the scenes there. But, like, what can we trust? What institution can we trust yeah, at this point? It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. It's tough. And you can't find impartial judges. They're, they're nowhere to be found. An update on that chess <laughs> cheating scandal. <laughs> um, your boy, Hans Mokneman, the 19-year-old who, uh, who won, who got creative, um, <laughs> you know, who, who like, I don't know, spent a ton of money at Sharper Image or something. Uh, <laughs> he uh, got banned for life. The Wall Street Journal did a um, deep dive 
and it says he's cheated more than a hundred times. Nar- his instructor, yeah, <laughs> and his instructor um, also was once busted or twice busted cheating, and that was like his actual teacher. So, you know, he so learned bl- from the best. So blame the teacher. Yeah, the but teacher. Um, I heard people talking about how that would have even worked with the vibrations. Yeah, I, thought, I, still, I still don't fully understand. They thought oh, yeah. maybe he had like a plug in the back and then a ring on the front. So like if he moved, like he was going to move whatever, but like no was <laughs> in the back. If the back like started vibrating, it was no. And if the front started vibrating, it was yes. Okay, if if that is in fact true, he deserves to win. I mean, like if you, he still knew what he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he still knew what move to make at least to get it going. Right. The, mm-hmm. you're, you're, that you're, you're telling me that that sounds like Phil Knight coming up with the waffle iron shoe. <laughs> yeah. To run faster. Like you know? And it's like you're, that's innovation, dude. That's not. <laughs> yeah. When cheating. <laughs> when we were in high school, well, when some people were in high school, Phil Bowerman have, came <laughs> up with the shoe. By the way, fact check that. Sorry. Go ahead. Jim. Um, when we or not Bill Bowerman. Bill Bowerman. Bill Bowerman. Bill Bowerman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, Phil Bauer. Who's, che- who's fact-checking the fact-checker? Sorry, Jim. It's all right. Um, I was going to say another uh, cheating scandal. When some people were in high school, mm-hmm. our one friend who knew all the answers to the test, if it was like a verbal test and it was like uh, multiple choice, um, if it was A, he would put his right foot forward. like, And if it was B, it was the left foot forward. If it was C... He'd have both feet back, and if it was D, he'd cross his legs. Honestly, freaking that's pretty genius. yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. And also, like when people talk about uh, you know cheating in school, like the, the stuff that people do, I mean, it's unbelievable. My high school girlfriend wrote all the answers on her desk before a chemistry test the day before the chemistry test, and then the teacher was cleaning the room that night and saw all the answers. And, and that's a bad one. And I, we broke up. I was like, that's. <laughs> Yeah, that's the dumbest stupid. Yeah, this literally stupid, might be yeah. the stupidest <laughs> cheating so attempt I've ever heard. Of. Like I was like of all time. You, there's some cheating that like you're like, damn, gotta respect that. You know what I mean? Like when I was in fourth grade, I had the accelerated reader password. So I would go in for like kids that weren't doing well in accelerated reader and I would take tests for them and then they would give me Pokemon cards. And it's like <laughs> then I got found out that I was doing that for people because they're getting like hundreds on like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. And my my uh, AG teacher was like they, this kid did not read Harry Potter, you know, the prisoner of Azkaban, who's doing this. And it was all me. But then when she came to and she found out, she was like, I respect that you were doing, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I respect yeah, yeah, the hustle. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever I heard think this, I think you're right, Tate. This is our new corner for it. This is, I think we, we should be the judges of every cheating scandal in sports. Yeah. And, is it and, really cheating? And yeah. like, we, we, we come to our verdict based off of like skimming through one article. <laughs> we read the bullet points. We're like, I don't know, man. Doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me. <laughs> I feel like Neiman won the PR war, even though he did cheat a hundred times. Right? Yes. Like, I feel like no one's keeping up with the scandal. How do you ban for life? What does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. From what? what is I don't that? know where that is. I, I, he definitely can still go online and play. Yeah, chess. you can play chess online, dude. Yeah, you can hustle people at like Harvard Yard out of you know for sure. go to those chess. He's kind of did like he movie. win? If he's got to like sit on a orthopedic donut for like the next two months. After that cheating, I that is see that the is other the side winner? of that. I, I think he may. Have well, maybe what so. what if what if he's just, unless he was into it. What, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> like, what if what if it's just like a kink and he's like, I just get off on playing chess and I you know, I don't know. He has a great that. name to be a uh, chess grandmaster. Do we have any emails worth reading? Yeah, we get some emails. Nice. All right, first up, we got a Jimmy Pastos update. Jimmy Pastos for. Anyone who doesn't remember last episode is the Loyola basketball coach slash defensive mastermind who shut down Steph Curry mm-hmm. and lost by 30 points. Yeah. 
and was a history major. So this guy wrote in with an update he knows about him. Fellas and Donda Jim, I'm here to deliver you an update on the 2008 leading technical foul receiver, Jimmy Pastos. You may be wondering, is he still coaching? Is he putting his history major to good use? Remember he said, anybody else ever hold him scoreless? I'm a history major. <laughs> Just still like that. It was a great line. <laughs> people are going to remember that we held him. Are people going to remember that we held him scoreless or that we lost by 30? Both valid questions. <laughs> he was right. Like yeah. history. <laughs> he was on the right side of history. <laughs> I'm here to give you all an update on where in the world is Jimmy Pastos. Okay. Well, I could tell you he's bouncing around the world of Under Armour because of his connections in the world of basketball. Pre-pandemic, he often would be spotted chilling with sports marketing teammates, game planning the basketball category, a meeting of the minds, if you will. He sometimes shows up around the office. Sometimes he is seen on the UAA circuit. Ironically, he might even pop in at the Curry camp. All that to say, in a way, things have come full circle for Coach Pastis from doubling Steph Curry to being affiliated with the brand that pays Steph. So he was right not only in the fact that we remember that he held Steph Curry to zero points, but also Steph Curry hired him at Under Armour <laughs> yeah. and gave him an entire career after the fact because he had so much respect for him. Like Steph Curry was like, like, you are the only person that broke the code, which is like, just double me the whole game. And I have to hire you and let you be in the Under Armour circuit now. That's a great point. Is Jimmy Pazzo's, uh Jeff D'Angelo? I the, mean, it's, it sure sounded like it. Is he the guy? It sure sounded like it. <laughs> sounded like he's definitely inside basketball. He's yeah. got the right name for it, too. Jimmy yeah. Pazzo. Like if, you, <laughs> yeah. if you ask people, there's yeah. a guy oh, out there named Jimmy, Jimmy. Pazzo's. Jimmy Pazzo's. If, 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 you, if you stop someone on the street and said, there's a guy named Jimmy Pazzo's that exists, what does he do? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, oh, he's a criminal. He's yeah, like, Sopranos. He fixes yeah. Games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what character is he on Sopranos again? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jumping Jimmy Pazzo's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, should he coach Duke? Yeah. He should be, be on good? the list. <laughs> Give him, him in the list. there. I mean, he's got to be a better coach. What would be the best program for him to take over? The uh, UNLV. It's got to be under. Back. It's got to be the, under. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Maryland. <laughs> no, it's not juicy enough. But he was in Baltimore at Loyola. So exactly. Um, bring in the Maryland. Bring in the DMV recruits. I, I just I'm, I'm trying to think of like a, a school that needs some outside the box thinking mm. with a uh, double teaming Steph Curry and. <laughs> Like, honestly, it might be Northwestern. They're Under Armour. Yeah. Northwestern's a good call. I Go mean, to Northwestern. Yeah. And, you know, you're like, if you're Northwestern, you're like, we're, we we lose all the time anyway. We made Except one, for that one year. Yeah, except for that one year we made the tournament. We made the tournament. And People then, forget. <laughs> all anyone remembers about that tournament is the kid crying. <laughs> yeah. The little the little Northwestern kid crying. Also, it's hilarious because Chris Collins like, got like a lifetime contract after going to the tournament. Yes. And now yes. he's just like, all right, cool. I'm um, Hire Jimmy Patsos and let him. I mean, that's kind of what they did with Bill Carmody. He was running the Princeton offense and shit. Yeah. It was like, we're losing games, but at least we're losing in a different way. Than yeah, we have an identity. Yeah, we know we, who we yeah, are. We're, yeah. we're running this at, offense. Yeah, at, at least we're throwing. They, they were basically throwing a knuckleball that wasn't knuckling. Yeah. But, like, it, how cool is it to see a knuckleball pitcher out there? Uh, yeah. They, you know? I mean, like, seeing seeing a guy knuckling is, you're like, oh, my God, I haven't seen one of these in Man, forever. It's a little like Tim Wakefield. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, Dickie. Wow, I forgot about that guy. Um that's what that's what Northwestern basketball was, and then now they hire Chris Collins, and it's like let's try to be what everyone else is, and you'll never mm. be that. Mm -hmm. So maybe hire Jimmy Patsos and let him come up with some harebrained ideas to. 
I do I do love the idea that like Steph Curry, like Under Armour's meeting with him, they're like, Who's a basketball mind we should bring into the fold? He's like Jimmy Patson. He's, <laughs> yeah. like, he's like that guy broke me. Yeah. Has there Who's... ever been anyone who shut you down? He's like there's one man. <laughs> hire, the, one guy. <laughs> hire the nineteen year old uh Oh, with oh. Coach K there's a picture of him. Yeah. Oh he yeah, he, he should go to look how unhappy K looks to be in that picture. Hire the uh hire the <laughs> kid like, not in public, I told you. <laughs> the kid that's banned from all the chess games for life needs something to do. Maybe Northwestern hires him Ooh. and let him Come up with equipment manager. Yeah. <laughs> be great at it. Be great at it. Uh, well, that was a great update. Thank you. Yeah. Who, who sent the email in? What was their uh, name? Was I don't know. Okay. Forever bag dropping a friend of the program. Oh mm. man, love that. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sign Jimmy. P. Jimmy. P. Jimmy. <laughs> Thought you guys might want to know what Jimmy Patsos is up to. So Jimmy Patsos, <laughs> he talks yeah, in third person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's funny. He definitely talks in third person. <laughs> Um, all right, here we go. Next one. In college, everyone knew who was hooking up with the basketball team because when the basketball player inevitably ended things, girls would keep the team-issued sweatshirts, jerseys, etc., and sell them on the ticket ticket exchange Facebook group. <laughs> Pretty good. So it was like an easy way to tell. That's, who was yeah, with them. that's a good point. Yeah, that's, it's like your funny. new girlfriend, and then you like see like you're like, wait a second, what is she doing? What? Yeah. Where'd you get that sweatshirt from? What mm -hmm. the hell? I mean, that's great, though. I mean, if you're the girls, I mean, they always steal T-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff anyway. So. I know. I was once with a girl, and she had, like, an Affliction T-shirt. And, like, all oh, the UFC oh, fighters yeah. were, like, wearing them. And I'm like, uh, hello. Where should we get this? <laughs> yeah. I've asked for a T-shirt back before. That was the lowest point. I got it back, too. Wow. Yeah. Can I have my Harry Potter <laughs> yeah, T-shirt like, I was like, now this is over. Can I, can I have one? <laughs> <laughs> Anymore? Right, here's a new one. Yeah, there's okay. a couple. Um, hey, Titus and Tate. Mm -hmm. Massive fan and first time emailing in. I live in a somewhat small town in Ontario, Canada, about 30 miles away from Toronto. Nice. Growing up in this area, I surprisingly knew two former prominent college basketball players, including former FSU player and ACC fifth man of the year, Fiondu Cabangeli. Yeah. Yeah. Close enough? Close enough. Um, we all know who you're talking about. Okay. The other being an unnamed, Kevin the other being an unnamed former top twenty ESPN, who I'm assuming you guys can put the pieces together, recruit who committed to Vandy to play with Garland. The story is about that man. Let's call him Moses. <laughs> so Moses used to be a regular at our local high school parties. Uh, sorry. So Moses used to be a regular at our local high school parties and was obviously the talk of the town and garnered a lot of attention at these parties. The ladies loved him. But the only problem was he was six foot nine and incredibly socially awkward. One party I showed up at, up to around 11 p.m. And when asking where Moses was, I was directed to the basement where he was passed out on a couch covered in his own puke. Oh, my God. As you can imagine, seeing a six foot nine, 17 year old passed out on a couch half his size was a hilarious sight. Around the time I got to the party, the cops had also been called and they arrived shortly after to shut the party down. I hadn't had that much to drink that night, so I took... It into my hands to make sure Moses got home safe because he was a highly valued member of the public. So I called my mom and she was on her way to pick us up and take Moses home. As I was leaving the party and my friend and I trying to carry him out, we were approached by the police and they started questioning us, but then saw who we were dealing with and said, make sure you boys get him home safe. We're all banking on it. 
At the time of my mom's <laughs> arrival, Moses was somewhat awake, and we were trying to put him I in the back I hate that Moses is the name he picked, because it's, it's, <laughs> you, I just keep taking your dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, we're like, Moses in trouble. Yeah. Uh, Moses was somewhat awake, and we were trying to put him in the back of the back seat, and as we get him into my mom's car, he proceeds to projectile vomit everywhere in the car, all over the seats, the outside of the car, just absolutely soaked. We quickly drove off and got him to our friend's house where he was going to stay the night because there was absolutely no chance he was going to be able to sit, face his parents. I get home and my mom and I are obviously pretty pissed that he threw up everywhere, <laughs> but we've all been there, so whatever. The next day rolls around and I'm expecting a text from him any minute to apologize for what happened and thank me for getting him home. Around 5 p.m. comes and I get a message from him saying, last night was low-key a movie. The girls at the party were kind of whack though, LOL. And that was it. <laughs> Last night was a movie. <laughs> the girls are whack. LOL. Uh, I, I barely, I barely saw him after that summer as he was off to prep school. I think his college highlight was having zero points, zero assists, and zero blocks against Kentucky and getting torn apart by Big Blue Nation on Twitter. Hope you guys found this story funny. And all the best. Love the pod. And much love from north of the border. How about that? I'm wow. scared to say anything because it's, it's very obvious. Yeah, <laughs> and I definitely know who it is. That's why uh, it's like one of those things where he's like saying it and you're like, Canada. Oh, oh yeah. Disavow. Yeah. I, yeah. I disavow the story. I just want to go on record that uh, I had nothing to do with this. Um, and uh, yeah, I, yeah I'm no, scared no further to, comment. Scared to no further comment. No further comment. <laughs> but also, like, I mean, wait a minute. But also, thanks for writing. Shout it. out to your mom, too, like for picking him up and being like, we got to hold this down. So. Love to see it. Love to see it. Okay. Um, next one. Titus Tate, Jim, and especially Moses. Wait. Which, which, <laughs> wait, wait a yeah. second. This is the other Moses. Um, this story was not from college, but it features a college player you probably have heard of in high school. Guy was a five-star and easily the best player in our school's history. He single-handedly was bringing our high school team to rankings it had never seen. Not only were us students heavily invested in the team's success, but so were the teachers. In fact, the teachers were so invested that they were willing to bend the rules to keep this guy in the court. As much as I love this guy, the teachers and the students, including himself, knew that the school was that school wasn't his strong suit. To keep this from being a problem, whenever there was an important grading period, the teachers would ask him, "What grade do you <laughs> think you deserve?" And base his grade entirely off that. What? <laughs> now, most people would take this opportunity to get all A's and be an honor student, but not my friend. Not wanting to arouse suspicion from his parents or the few nerd teachers that didn't care about basketball, he chose to give himself all C's. <laughs> giving himself grades that just barely kept him on the court. Which is so actually that, smart. Yeah. No yeah. Tells of, me he deserves A's. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. Like, I'd give him a couple A's for that. Yeah. He says, uh, I can't tell if this was somehow smart or one of the dumbest things I've ever seen someone do. I've stayed in contact with this guy. He doesn't listen to the pod. But when asked if I cared, if I shared this anonymous story without mentioning his name, he said, yeah, that would be funny as fuck. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened since the OSP days. It's my favorite podcast. Thanks. Aww. Oh, did he give a name? I don't Jimmy copy and P. paste the name. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, no, Jimmy that's good. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy um, no, that's uh, I think that's genius. That's a genius move. That's, yeah. uh, yeah. It's actually like a lot more respect that he said that. He was yeah. like, how do I keep eyeballs off me but yeah. keep everything yes. moving in the right yes. direction? Yes, because like, th like the sitcom version of this is you give yourself all A's and then the school gets excited about this athlete who's yes. also a great student. Yes. And then all of a sudden they want to like feature you in mm -hmm. some sort you're of like, winning. You're winning the Wendy's Heisman yeah, Award. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you're 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 winning the uh, the award at the Final Four where you're like the best best student, student athlete, mm-hmm. and, everyone, and and no one seems to remember that you were driving drunk earlier in the season or you know doing no. stuff like that. Um, but you know, and now everyone has to sit there and applaud you for being such a great student athlete. Student, student athlete. Yeah, <laughs> academic all American. Yeah, you don't want that. It's too much eyeballs. You don't want all that. You just want to take the season. Keep it moving. That's Should I put on my journalism hat and do the the academic scandal into how he got all A's at Duke? It's incredible, right? I mean, like, <laughs> I, like you want a you want an academic scandal? I'll give you one because <laughs> there's no way that's true. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's it for this right. week. That's good. Titus and Tate at gmail.com. Keep them the, coming. Uh, keep them coming. We enjoy those. And maybe uh, maybe put your name in there one time. Dirty yeah. laundry. St- yeah. Yeah, we'll give you a shout out. If it's a good one, we'll say we'll say your name or not. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, shout outs, closeouts, anything? Uh, I want to shout out Abu Dhabi. Uh, I watched the uh, Hawks Bucks game that was in Abu Dhabi before I came in. It was at noon, and uh, it was pretty wild. To like, it was very, very much a spectacle there, and I felt like I was watching a playoff game. Like the way that the Hawks played oh, really? and the Bucks played. They like the first half. I mean, they benched everyone as a preseason game, but the first half, you were like, wait a second. This might be the Eastern Conference Finals. And in a league where we, we talk about cheating and fixing and things like that, if I see the Hawks and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. I uh, I will see that there was the writing on the wall. And I watched it today. I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. This is what they're trying to push here. And also Abu Dhabi. Like, I can't believe that the NBA is just like, okay, we lost China. Now we're going to Abu Dhabi. Got to get those streams somewhere. Got to get those streams. Where are those streams going to come from? Where are the Twitter likes going to come from? Yeah. Yeah, the NBA is the gonna, ocean, and they're like, where are these streams? Who's going to retweet the Victor Wimbenyama highlights mm-hmm. if the Chinese kids won't? Exactly. We have to find yes. the new market. to India, Abu Dhabi, <laughs> wherever we got to go, we'll go. We will find the retweet. Brazil, we will be there. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out Jizzle James. Yes. Who committed to Cincinnati. Got as it. first reported. Was it? I don't know. I remember I remember I got into the idea of Jizzle James, Ohio State. We wanted James gang backcourt, yeah. And then I said, I think he's going to Cincinnati. Um but I, I I think that was the that was that the was, forecast that was the, that was the crystal balls pointed yeah. towards Cincinnati for sure. But uh, he, he officially committed to Cincinnati. Um, and if if you don't remember, uh, Jizzle James, um, that that era of this program where we were talking about Jizzle James for like mm-hmm. three straight shows. Yeah. Uh, all you need to know is his mid mid range game goes crazy, according to the the YouTube. Just goes stupid, crazy. Goes stupid. Stupid. Crazy. Goes dumb. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, that's all good things. For, real. For our older listeners, those are all good things, if that's what it's going. So. His mid-range game on God, mm-hmm. no cap. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's going to Cincinnati, and uh, I, I, I like that. I, I, I like the idea of uh, him, him being in Ohio, at least. And, uh, I like yeah. it. Yeah. I like it, too. And it's also like Wes Miller, what a nice win. And we're going to see Cincinnati in Maui, so yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Cincinnati is trending up. Cincinnati is turning up. Yeah. And they're like going to the Big 12. The yeah, exactly. They got that on the horizon. Like their, their entire, both sides, football, basketball, which are the two sides we care about, trending up. So shout out to Cincinnati. That's, that's exciting times. Um, Jim might be able to spell Cincinnati yeah. in about a year because they're going to be so so out there. But then again, Jim says he spells it the right way. So yeah, hopefully Cincinnati true. will change it. They hopefully change they update the way that they, they should change it. Jim's they digging in his heels. It. He's like, this is it's true. Think about it. <laughs> um. Also, uh, Duke and Houston are playing in a secret scrimmage. Shout out to those two teams for uh, yeah for that happening. Houston is also apparently playing Texas in a scrimmage. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's uh that's I like a, I like what Houston this Houston's is all not afraid yeah they never they're not afraid they of were anybody. afraid they were but now they're, they're not. not anymore well because they know this year they're like they know they're actually good yeah this exactly year. Yeah. <laughs> they're like we'll play you down <laughs> what happens do you think if Houston beats Duke in that scrimmage does it come out because I think Houston and Kelvin Sampson are old school enough to be like we don't we we won't release the results you know like we're fine even if we win we won't tell anybody but if Duke wins. I think it's front page of ESPN. Houston will will let it leak somehow. Kelvin Sampson you have to. will. You will have to let it leak. Tell us, Kelvin Sampson will tell everybody that, like in his little whatever part Round of the media that way. he yeah. he controls, he will tell them definitely do not under any like he will mm-hmm. he will do that where he, he oversells. Don't tell tell anybody this. He'll pull we, a Draymond Green. Yeah, he's like, don't tell anybody this. But here's what happened. And he's winking the entire time. Yeah. And, I swung at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I swung at Shire. Um, also want to do some cleanup duty. Uh, I, I, I take full responsibility is, uh, what I'll call this little segment. Um, I, I, I messed up Tate. I just basically want to tap my chest. Uh, first of all, I said that Albert Pujols would, would, would stop at 700 home runs. He has in fact hit 703. I said that, um, he would stop at 700 because he's obviously on something. And the whole point was just to get him to 700. And then once he gets to 700, (laughs) They cut it off. He, he, they, he takes yeah. his foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't, what I wasn't accounting for was that Albert Pujols is doing like the email where you're getting the C student, the, the the C's instead of the A's, where Albert Pujols knew if I stop on 700, then everyone will know I'm cheating. Yeah. So I'm going to continue to pad the home runs mm-hmm. to get everyone off the trail. Um, Albert Pujols has played in 109 games this year, Tate. The final 54 games of the season. So that's like the back half of all the games that you played in. You played in 55 to start the season, say, 54 the second half. Um, he hit 18 home runs. That is a pace that would give him 54 home runs an entire season at age 42. This man has never hit 50 home runs in a season in his entire career. And now for the back half of his final career, the back half of the season in his final season in mm-hmm. baseball at 42 years old, he's hitting them at a 54 home run season pace. And also hits one in his last at bat, huh? In St. Louis, huh? As a Cardinal, huh? <laughs> so that they they could do the perfect like cut to first his first at bat he had a home run, which is pretty cool. Last at bat he hits a home run, yeah, pretty uh, poetic. <laughs> <laughs> That's one word for it. Also, uh, I said when we were going on the Sister Jean rant, um, I said that the Cubs have never had any of the Loyola players. Have they? Lucas Williamson threw out a first pitch, I guess, at a Cubs game. But but do did we see it? To be it? fair, did I searched. Uh, I did a Twitter search. And I couldn't find. I searched like Lucas Williamson one time, and I couldn't find it. So uh, it's not my fault. And but also, if you didn't I have, take full if you didn't have Cameron Crowley out there, then like really, you're not really doing. Yeah. That. Or Custer. I mean, those are the two guys. I mean, shout out Lucas Williamson. They probably like, all have. <laughs> yeah, no. But don't look it up. Don't look it up. <laughs> I take full responsibility. How many times has Sister Jean done it? Too many That's times. Great point. And I think twice. Um. Anything else? Any World Series predictions? Baseball playoffs? Um. Man. When it, well, first off, the Cardinals play the Phillies, right, this weekend. I think that's the wild card, NO wild card. So it'll be interesting to see how Pulhos looks uh, in that sense. I do think the Yankees are going to go to the World Series. There's too much propaganda around it. Yankees-Dodgers? I, I think it's Yankees-Dodgers. And if I'm baseball, nice. I fix it for that. You have to. They don't need to. Yeah. In a year where everyone's actually looking because Aaron Judge is breaking the Yankee record, it's now the time to send the Yankees to the moon. And then also the Dodgers are basically what the Yankees once were. You know, they're like they are the juggernaut, and to see right Dodgers Yankees, that's what the people want. So that's what I, I'm putting uh, out. I there. can't believe I'm saying this because I've been burned in the past by picking them, but um, I just I'm, I, it's a well I'm just going to keep going to. 
I, I, uh, I'm picking Kentucky to win it all. Okay. Again. I like yeah. it. It's a good pick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Coach Cal, can he handle the pressure? I'm not sure. He's not an October coach. <laughs> That's not. He's I a November, K- December coach. I got Kentucky win it all in my bracket. Yeah. yeah. Again. So we'll that, see what happens. I hope they get it done, man. A lot of pressure <laughs> we'll on these happens. guys. Uh, do you have anything, Jim? I was going to say the Yankees, but since Tate mentioned it, I'll say the Angels because I'm a Fox guy. <laughs> nice. I think Shohei's going to be great in October. I really do. I think I think he's meant it's for gonna October. Be, he's going right? to be great in pinstripes one day. We shall see. <laughs> one day. By the way, it, today's <laughs> National year. Coaches Day. So wish a happy National Coaches Day to all the coaches in your lives. Okay. And all the poor bastards sitting in coach. Mm. 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 All right. Yesterday was World Teacher Day also. So shout out to all the teachers. I didn't know that there's an American Teacher's Day, which is in the summer, which makes no sense. Why would it be in the summer? But there's a World Teacher's Day on October 5th. That was yesterday. So shout out to all the teachers. <laughs> all right. There we go. There you go. Um, oh, my final shout out, uh, Creighton. Just uh, we speak your name. We speak I, your I'm, name. I'm working on uh, – we're, we're putting together preview stuff for the college basketball season. And uh, – I'm excited about this Creighton team. I just I just want to get out ahead of it. I'm going to have Creighton. I I'm I'm very bullish on Creighton, and I don't think a lot of people are as I, I think I'm going to be higher on Creighton than most people. I know they're I know they're not like yeah, flying yeah, yeah. under the radar per se. But I know what you're saying. But I th- I think they're a top five team. I think your Creighton is my Houston. I, I'm very high on Houston. I think Houston wins in Houston. Okay, that's what I have in my head, but in my heart. I don't think Creighton's winning the national title, but I think Creighton. You think Final Four. I see Creighton. You see Final Four. Coming I see out it in your game. eyes. Yeah, you're, maybe. You're, maybe. You're, you're like staring into me. Well, that's what like, that's Final what Four. like college basketball has become. Like the 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 uh, every year, it's like you know everything about these teams, and the idea of picking Creighton to win that's absurd. Well, Creighton always chokes, and mm-hmm. you know that's the narrative of Creighton. But that's what we said about Baylor before they won a national championship. Yeah, Villanova. That's what we said about Villanova. That's what we said about Virginia. Mm-hmm. And over, you know, mm-hmm. Coach there's, K. There's a lot, there's a lot of moments in time where you're like, we have this team figured out. We have this team figured out. Oh my God, maybe we didn't have. This team <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we didn't and have. I'm, and I'm, uh, I don't know. I got my eyes on Creighton. So that's all. I'm not. I'm not saying where I think they're going to finish. We'll save that for previews. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I just want to say I was going through the material, the literature. I was reading the literature too. Yeah. And Creighton, we speak your name. That's all. Yeah. That's all. I like it. Creighton to win the Big East tournament. That's my big thing. <laughs> all right. There you go. All right. Uh, everybody, have a great weekend. We'll uh, see you on the other side. Damn. Dude, are you serious, Jim? Yeah. Do you see this man? <laughs> He's fucking Gilligan in airplane. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. We, we started three minutes what ago. What is happening? <laughs> Should we oh, open a window? In here, there, there. I don't think you can. <laughs> Otherwise, like, what? You need some water? You get some water? I got some Get coffee. a hydrate. <laughs> you got some coffee? <laughs> it's like made from water. Room temperature. <laughs> all right. Let's. <laughs> all right. We gotta, talk, we gotta talk fast. Yeah. Gonna oh die my by God. This. Holy shit. All right. <laughs> Start the clock. <laughs> we good? We good? Maybe.